Dude. Dude. Sup. Sup. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dude Sup podcast. I'm your host, Dan. With me, as always, my dad, Peter. Hello, everyone. And as uh, as mentioned at the end of the last podcast, we have a special guest with us. We teased it at the end. Uh, our second special guest on the podcast. It is the old man's firstborn and my older, albeit smaller brother, Josh. Welcome, Josh. Shorter. Well, I guess smaller, but shorter, probably the more uh, appropriate word. But hello, old man and Dan. It's good to see your ugly faces. Hey, sup? Sup. All right. Well, we're glad to have you on here. What's going on? Anything new with you, old man? Did we mention last week I had a plumbing problem? No. I had a leak. Very quickly, I'll tell you. Had a leak. Wasn't bad. Got a guy in. Said it'll cost you this much. The next day, all hell broke loose and the leak became a leak. Came out. Said that the quote that he gave me was just to find the leak. Now, I'm dripping like crazy here. So he found the leak in a hurry. He went out to his truck, came back and said, you know the price that I gave you for looking for the leak? That's going to be the price to fix the leak. So I thought that was pretty good. Then he found a second leak and didn't even charge me for the second leak. So unbeknownst to all of us, there are some plumbing companies that do right by you. So that was a good experience. Yeah, it was fun. So that's really what's happening here. What a riveting story that was. Hey, (laughs) this will be the last time you come on. And by the way, Josh, you were adopted. I see why you guys have such a high viewership from stories like that. Whoa. No, but but then... Okay, what's going on with you? Nothing that can top that excitement there, that's for sure. Uh, you think it's funny, Dan? We found yeah, I think it's hilarious. Found found spider, guess what? You were adopted also. The spider in the living room, so I don't know if you want to hear about that whole saga, but <laughs> it ended just fine. Everyone's okay. All right, all right. Well, let's get into it then, and let's kick it off with Dad's Life Rules. Uh, you want to uh, chime it in? Yeah, uh, so this week's life rule is rule number 18. When you open a door, drawer, etc., you close a door, drawer, etc. Unlike unlike some of the rules that were probably made prior to children, this one became very appropriate when I had two children who would literally open the refrigerator and not close it would have every light in the house on if possible and not turn them off when they were done in a room would open a drawer to get something or a cupboard and would leave it open and it could probably be a curmudgeon topic but it it was very basic common sense if you open something you close it that at least one of your children did not follow until he was probably in college and realized just how annoying it was when his roommates would do the same thing. It's, it's, it is annoying. It's look, 
it's not a mega deal. I, the, the woman I am married to right now had a habit of doing that as well. And it goes back to the rule of pick and choose your battles. Um, okay, she left the cupboard on. I would tell her, but I'd go over and I'd close it for her. And um, believe it or not, like my children, she learned. And lights are turned off when she leaves a room and doors are closed when they're open and it works. So it's, it's, it's a life rule, um, especially if you have children. But it's also common sense, like most of these rules are. Well, and you mentioned, you know, doors, drawers. Uh, you mentioned lights, which I is my big thing now is you leave a room, turn the light off. We don't need that light on right now. Well, um, it was your grandmother it, who always said, turn off the light, we pay for electricity. There's an old Chris Rock joke. That he says that he says, man, we were so poor. My dad would unplug unplug the clocks when we would sleep. You can't tell time when you sleep. But I th- that was my question to you about this rule because it really just says door drawers. What other things can you apply it to? Turning off a light when you leave the room. One thing I thought of was replacing the toilet paper when it runs out. Yes, all valid. Or even for for Jameson's sake now, do you think when you're done with a toy, put it away before you get out a new toy falls under this? Or is that different? I I think it does. I think it does. It's it's just a a smart way to be intelligent about life. Yes, you take out a toy, you put away a toy. Josh, take that into consideration with Casey. Yeah, he's a... My son's nine months old, and for what it's worth, he loves closing doors. He loves slamming them in people's faces right now. So, yes, uh, yes. So he's got this rule down already. I very much in the same vein as you two uh, certainly lean towards some OCD tendencies, which I think this just kind of ties into neatly. I know one of my concerns raising a, a kid now is how do you toe the line between doing things that are seemingly common sense and and make sense like when the refrigerator door is open you close it when a cabinet door is open you close it when you know a t-shirt is hanging out of the drawer and it's stuck in there tuck the shirt back in and then close the drawer after it versus like turning him into a monster that obsesses about those things like I do now well Josh I and I would tell you that uh and I think Dan and I've had this conversation at one point too um, the, the pick and choose your battles thing, uh, to be very honest, you know, you kids would leave a toy out or leave two toys out and go upstairs to bed. And, you know, the rule should be the kid puts it away, but you know what, if there were two or three toys left out and you were up in bed, I put the toys to bed. It's not a big deal. And if he's small, he's not going to necessarily get this rule when he's two or three. But at some point, four and a half, Dan, um, they start to understand these things. And then putting away a toy before you play with another one makes sense. And they kind of learn that. Yeah, that's what I've been pushing with Jameson the most now is toys and Uh, especially if he's playing with me, we're playing a board game lately. He's been into hungry, hungry hippos a lot lately. It's 
okay, I'm done with this. I want to go play with something else. No, no, no. Clean up first. Let's pick this up. We'll put it away. Let's get a new toy out. And that way there isn't that clutter because Chelsea is big on, I, I hate, it, it stresses her out when she's got a messy room or she comes down in the morning and the, we didn't pick up because we were too tired for the night before and we didn't make the kids do it or anything like that. And we help them clean up and everything, but trying to get that into him of let's at least try and keep things clean, if not organized, because it doesn't have to be organized. Just clean it up, pick it up, put it back, you know, put all the stuffed animals right over in our little stuffed animal box, which is overflowing. It doesn't have to be perfect in there, but, but clear the area. It takes and time. Yeah. It takes time and you have to have patience as a parent. I think it kind of goes hand in hand. I don't know if we uh, can add rules to the list here, uh, but make proposals. I know one rule I, I heard, I don't think it's an official dad life rule, but one I think you would approve of is if you can do something and it's going to take you less than a minute to do it, just do it. And that as you know, instead of putting the dish on the counter, put it in the dishwasher because it's going to take you less than a minute to do. If the trash can is overfilling and you say, let me just throw this on top and I'll go get it later. It will take you less than a minute to take the trash out, go out to the trash can, throw it away, and then it's done. Yeah, Josh, I think that that's all part and parcel of, uh, of this, and, and it, it's a good addendum to it. It's, I think it's still the same rule, but a minute uh, limit on it you know, kind of makes sense. But even if not, you're right. Uh, and Dan's right about the toilet roll, pay, the, the toilet paper roll. If it's ended, you put one on. If the trash is full, you take it out and put a new bag in. It's just the same premise that makes sense for living. And, you know, maybe all three of us are a little bit OCD um, because we do this stuff and we don't think about it. But it yeah, is you made a good point with the dishes in the dishwasher too. Um, Cause I do the dishes in our house and they just pile up, especially when you have two kids who are now using some forks and plates and things, and they can really pile up um, to just either rinse them off so that it's easier to clean or put dishes in the dishwasher. Cause I remember in high school, dad, you got on me about this constantly as I would have just a plate from whatever a snack or pizza rolls or whatever and I'd literally walk it over from the living room to the kitchen and put it on the counter on like, top of where the, the dishwasher, dishwasher was. It's like, just open the door and put it in. What? And I'm a high school, whatever. But I learned that in college when my roommates would do the same thing. It was just, come on, just put it in the dishwasher. And it, it clicked and I got it and it made sense. Good. Well, that is the rule. Um, embellished, but the rule. Yeah, so officially dad's life rule 18, when you open a drawer, door, etc., you close a door, drawer, etc. All right, cool. So let's move on to the Daily Dan. Uh, I got two, one in honor of our guest here um, that I think will just be a quick little fun top five, uh, and then we'll get into a more normal actual top five. So Let's get into the Daily Dan Top 5 list brought to you by Papa Schmear's Bagels, a top five bagel for a top five breakfast. Come check us out at papashmearsbagels.com or on Instagram at papashmearsbagels. Josh, you, have, you ever had a Papa Schmear's bagel? I believe I have on a number of occasions. I believe I was also uh, 
relevant in the designing of papashmearsbagels.com and uh can't wait for you to get your storefront up and running yeah it'll be awesome when we can do that yeah big shout out to you for that uh he created the website put it all together for us so the uh the quick and easy kind of fun because josh is on the podcast here uh is my top five of josh's friends uh he's had about eight thousand of them over his life and uh and i have a top five list so um you guys can take turns guessing but we'll we'll kick it off with you josh um well i'm gonna start i think i've got three locks and then maybe we get a little fuzzy from there but uh i'm gonna start with uh with one who i was texting yesterday when i knew this was going to be the topic and she said if i'm not on the list all hell is going to break loose (laughs) and uh and i i would think that's a real a real threat so uh, I'm going to go with my roommate of five years in Baltimore. We went to high school together, became friends later on in life, but lived together for five years. I'm going to put Jacqueline on the list. Oh, Jacqueline. Yes. Jacqueline, maybe not as high as she wants to be on this list, um, but me knowing you certainly much longer than she has. Uh, I have Jacqueline at number four on the list. Josh, what's Jacqueline's last name? Caminetti. And I'm going to tell you why real quick. Um, When I knew this was going to happen, I went back to my journal to the miscellaneous men and miscellaneous women that I have known throughout the 40 years, almost 50 years I was writing a journal. And I saw a lot of names. I knew that that, uh, Jacqueline was going to be one of your better friends. Was it Caminetti? Was it because there are three or four or five or six Jacquelines that were there. And I did that with almost all your friends to the point that I was adding Jill Sadler. Do you remember Jill Sadler? Not, not really. Jill Sadler was your first girlfriend in preschool. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. But was her last name Sadler or was it Bassett or and I couldn't figure out whether it was your friend or Dan's friend, mm-hmm. but one that is number one on the list. Now, now, again, Dan, if I may make this longer than you want it to be. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. This was supposed to be quick and fun <laughs> so we could get to the real top five, and you got 8,000 stories. You want to make this a curmudgeon? No. Um, we talked about whether or not Jamie should be on this list. Sure. Jamie did and want herself we- to be I told her that was uh, that was outside the rules. Okay, outside the rules. We talked about whether a parent can be considered a friend or a best friend, Mm -hmm. and we we decided not to include them. Mm -hmm. But I think all three of us would kind of, sort of, it backed into a corner. Honestly, say that our wives are our best friends, and. (laughs) <laughs> to be perfectly honest, if we were including Jamie on this list, she still ain't making number one. She'd be number six. She'd be number two. But she's not number one. Okay. Um, my guess, number one on the list, uh, no offense to the girls, would be Matt Lynn. Matt Lynn is 
probably Josh's oldest, longest running friend. Definitely. Um, we've known the Lins forever. And I have Matt at number two on the you, list. I had you put Matt at number two as well. You're right. I've known Matt since we were both five playing baseball together, which takes us back more than 30 years. So my only friend of that long. Uh, I had you putting Matt at number two. And I had you slotting Stefano in at number one. A hundred percent correct. Stefano. Spent a lot more time with Stefano living up the street. He was always very inclusive, accommodating, yeah. uh, never hit you in the face with a tennis ball. So, <laughs> Which, uh, just because you guys won't guess him anyway, immediately disqualified Tommy Patrick from this list. Um, yeah, Stefano, number one, always was welcoming to include me to go to tennis with you guys, go swimming, floor hockey at his house. Um, Stefano is number one. So you have one, two, and four. I would question him as number one. Well, that's who I had him putting number one, and that's who he had going number one. Um, okay. Um, do you want me to guess again, Josh? You want to? Yeah, your turn in the guessing game. I, um, those three were locks for me for sure. Okay. Um, Kelsey. Kelsey is number three on the list. Yeah, one of Josh's roommates for a long time. Um, I've known Kelsey for a while, going up for Halloween parties to you guys. Anytime I'd go visit you in Baltimore, um, I have Kelsey at number three. Just as an aside, none of these people listen to the podcast, right, Josh? Uh, no, no, not even close. Whoa, you take that back. I mean, they all would love to, but, you know, busy lives, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, all right, well, we're, we're four for four so far. Other possibles here, you know, I had a couple of really good friends from college. Dan would come visit us at college every once in a while. Uh, he always got along really well with my Sean. roommate of four years, Sean. Uh, Paige was always around. She lived in Maryland. So uh, I think she and Dan always had a pretty good relationship, but have not had strong relationships with either of them very recently. Uh, and so I'm really down. I'm down between two here. And I think it's either between Sarah, who's the other obvious choice, who I lived with for a long time, who you knew just as well as Kelsey or Pat, who was always around in Baltimore as well. Really funny guy. You guys always got along really well too. So who's your guess? Ooh, all right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Pat number five. Shaka. Not on the list. Okay. Um, Jinsu. Shaka. Jinsu was considered, but also not on the list. All right, finish it out for us. Who you got? You you mentioned, you've mentioned her, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Sarah number five. Jinsu was considered. Um, there were definitely a few others considered as well, um, but I ultimately went with Sarah just for the same reason with Kelsey. I think I I spoke to and got along a little more with Kelsey than Sarah. Um, or interacted more with her, but Sarah was was in the same boat. Um, I got to meet her a lot when I'd visit you in Baltimore. Um, very nice, very friendly, as you said. So top five, uh, five Sarah, four Jacqueline, three Kelsey, two Matt, and one Stefano. 
it's funny, as an aside, Sean O'Donnell, you uh, texted me today. Really? About yeah. fantasy something? Yeah, about, because he's in the basketball league. That is funny. All right, so should we get into the actual top five list, which I think will be a lot more fun. For me, with the two of you, it brought back a lot of nostalgia. Um, I thought it was a good list while Josh was on here um, because it's one I've been thinking about for a little bit, uh, is top five Adam Sandler movies. I feel like growing up, he was a big part of that with his movies. Um, We used to watch, quote, all of them all the time. Uh, So I thought it would be fun to bring a top five. And I'll say it it was hard for me to pick five. Um, He's done so many good movies that narrowing it down to five was pretty tough for me. But top five Adam Sandler movies. Before we start guessing, I would imagine that our tastes are pretty similar in these movies. We watch a lot of the same ones. Uh, It was not hard for me. There are six that immediately jump out at me. And everything else is a full step, if not multiple steps below those six. But but could you order those six in a true top five? Do you did you order them or did you just say no? These are the six. I didn't ordering them is very tough, but yeah. narrowing it down to a top five for me was not that hard. All right, well, kick us off. All right, I'm going to start us off. Uh, I'm going to go with. I'm not sure it's going to be number one for you, but I'm. it's the one I'm most sure is on the list, and that's The Wedding Singer. That's a good meatball. That's a good meatball. <laughs> the Wedding Singer, absolutely on the list. Really funny. Takes place in the, the 80s, 70s, 80s, 80s. Feels like 80s. Um, and I think it's one of his first with Drew Barrymore because mm-hmm. uh, they've done a bunch together. Uh, I have it at number four. Yeah, okay. I think that's right. There, there are. There's that younger generation of of Adam Sandler movies, and then a middle zone, and then a a later zone. The later zone mean being the the more theatric, more drama filled. But I'm going to probably go middle and say Mr. Deeds. Oh, you kind of snuck up on me there. I am very, very sneaky, sir. That's Hawaiian punch. He adores Hawaiian punch. Wow! You kind of just snuck up on me there, ma'am. I fear you're underestimating the sneakiness, sir. Uh, Mr. Deeds is also on the list, absolutely. Um, Really funny. Uh, him and Winona Ryder, he, you know, becomes this billionaire overnight. Um, I have, and it, it's a remake, isn't it? There was an older Mr. Deeds. Uh, not, not close though. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I have Mr. Deeds at number three. It is a remake. Mr. Deeds goes to town, 1936, Frank Capra, same premise, probably a little less funny. Uh, when I think of Mr. Deeds too, I'm, you know, that the wedding singer, these movies that we're going to name here, certainly some of the most quotable movies that are still quoted to this day for me. Hundred percent, me as well. Um, and Chelsea has seen none of them, so she gets 
none of the references I make. Honestly, from a story perspective, of the ones that I've listed, Mr. Deeds is probably the best. It's like got the clear wedding singer is good, but I think Mr. Deeds from like a true like it's funny, but it's also just like a good feel good movie. I, that one's probably the best of them. Agreed, but not my number one. No, not number one. All right, let me let me take a shot here at number one. I think if I was going to pick a number one, I think your number one is going to be Happy Gilmore. I agree. Yeah. Gilmore, you suck, you jackass. Why don't you shut the hell up? Jackass. Whoa, the club went further than the ball. I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. Now you're going to get it, Bobby. The price is wrong, bitch. Happy Gilmore is absolutely on the list. Um, It's probably the one I quote the most of his movies. So long, sucker. (laughs) You will not make this putt, jackass. Wait, wait until he puts in the the sound bites, Josh. Yeah, it's gonna be half the half the podcast is gonna be Adam Sandler clips. Yep, hundred uh, percent. I have Happy Gilmore at number two. Mm. Okay, um, I'm torn now between another in the genre of Happy Gilmore versus one more in the Mr. Deeds area but i'll go with billy madison now you're all in big big trouble shampoo is better i go on first and clean the hair conditioner is better i leave the hair silky and smooth Oh, really, fool? Really? (laughs) Stop looking at me, swan. Everybody, Billy peed his pants. Of course I peed my pants. Everybody my age pees their pants. It's the coolest. Really? Yes, you ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Billy Madison was the first R-rated movie that I ever saw, and I was probably 10 years old when I saw it. Um, Also, probably the second most quoted movie of our childhood that we would grow up saying that even dad would get in on. Well, and Um, the the speech at the end where he makes the wrong answer and the the model... You have now made us all dumber for listening to you. It has to be the, the greatest piece in any of the movies. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. God have mercy on your soul. 
I have Billy Madison at number five. You have hit two through five and are missing number one, which Josh will get right now. I guess I the last two. So those were all in my top five as well. Billy Madison, like you said, classic. I imagine if I put that movie on now, I would just quote the entire thing. Uh, there's also a famous line when he goes back to school. And I remember dad. No, I will not make out with you. No, I will not make out with you. <laughs> Did you hear that? This girl wants to make out with me in the middle of class? You got chlorophyll man up there talking about God knows what. All she's talking about is making out with me. I'm here to learn, everybody, not to make out with you. Go on with the chlorophyll. <laughs> got the guy talking to here about God knows what. You're talking about making out with me. Um, Bradley I'm here to learn, everybody. Also, I hate to burst your bubble. If the story that you've been telling is that's the first R-rated movie you've ever seen, you've been telling people an incorrect fact because that movie is rated PG-13. Is it really? It is, but... Did it change? I, I could have sworn it was rated R. I don't don't think it changed. Um, well, the other two, so all the movies that I, I like of Adam Sandler, I didn't get into the, any of the dramas. I didn't really think that you did either. All of the ones I had on my list were between 1995 Billy Madison and 2002 Mr. Deeds. There's one more that falls into that range there. They're, both of them do, I think. You've got The Water Boy and you've got Big Daddy. Those were the two that I had in my top six. And I have to imagine that between those two, the one that I had, and that's the one I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with The Water Boy. Shaka. Okay. I, I, I think that I'm going a little bit older and I'm going to say anger management. Shaka. No, no way. What do you mean no, no way. way? Not for the no. number one of all time. Not for number one of all time. It's, Try again. It's, I got, if it's not Waterboy, it's Big Daddy. They went together like lamb and tuna fish. Lamb and tuna fish? Maybe you like spaghetti and meatball? Be more comfortable with that analogy? Yes, considering we're in America. I mean, if you don't like spaghetti and meatballs, why don't you get the hell out? Hey, listen, I'll come down there and give you a crew cut, mister. Let's see your clippers. Not my problem. Your father was sick. <laughs> Stop yelling at me! <laughs> Man, it's you who is good. You know what else is good? Smoking dope. I ain't gonna rat you out, you know. Puffing the chiba. Go by the seesaw, smoke a J. You know what I'm talking about? I have a belly button. You have a belly button? Well, we all have belly buttons. You know what? We all love Yoo-Hoo. Especially Yoo-Hoo with a little rum. What's rum? You don't know what rum is. Rumpelstiltskin? Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin's a good man. So are you guys. Hey, stay clean. Stay focused. Stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends. 100%. It is Big Daddy. Number one with the little kid. And he names himself Frankenstein. It, I think because of how funny it is and you have the kid and it, it's actually a decent storyline and it has the thing that I quote the most now as an older adult with a family. Kangaroo song. Kangaroo song. Kangaroo song. <laughs> no, it's heap, he pop, he pop anonymous. 
Hip. Hip hop. Hip hop anonymous. Damn you! You get him the easy ones. Um. Big Daddy is number one. I didn't have anything older. There were some things considered. Uh, Fifty First Dates was considered. Trash. Uncut Uncut Gems was considered. Oh, click. Click. Trash. Click was probably six for me. Oh, that movie's so bad. Actually, Waterboy is probably six for me. Click is probably seven. Those were the seven that I was really I had on my list. Was Click and Waterboy were there too? But yeah, it just. I felt this was a good list for us to go through. I knew you'd get them all pretty easily, uh, but just the nostalgia of quoting all these movies and everything, um, I thought would be fun to go through. So, Of all of the newer movies on his IMDb, and I'm looking at it here, and we're looking at all of the murder mysteries. Have you even seen any of these newer ones? I, yeah, I saw murder the first murder mystery I think it was the first one, maybe the second. It was okay with Jennifer Aniston. Any of the Hotel the couple Transylvanias? No, that's all voice acting and animated. I haven't seen those. The Longest Yard. The, the Longest, longest Yard. Okay. Spanglish. Yeah, I liked. Spanglish was trash. Mm-hmm. The Duo um, trash. Grown Ups didn't love it. It was okay. It's got its moments. Yeah, I did a lot of his newer stuff. I think Rain Over Me is his highest rated movie with Don Cheadle. It's what I'm looking at here. I think it's got the highest rating out of any movie he's been in. Which makes sense. It's not like he's particularly in the the movie making, you know, for Oscars and awards. He's making it for comedy and, and to make people laugh. So, uh, But there you have it. That's the Daily Dan Top 5 list brought to you by Papa Schmear's Bagels, a top five bagel for a top five breakfast. Come check us out at papashmearsbagels.com or on Instagram at papashmearsbagels. All right, old man. Bring it on. Get okay. grumpy and curmudgeony. Okay. I don't remember this being a problem for a long time. And to bring you kids into it, they, what I'm going to complain about now are neighbors. Growing up, Sparrow Valley Drive, we're in a townhouse, we have neighbors. None of them were a problem. We moved to Yardley. We didn't have bad neighbors on either side. You know, they might not have been our best friends, but they weren't bad. Really, anyone on the street, we had a pretty decent street overall. That's true. So I can't put that in mind. I would go so far as to say, then I moved to Urbana. And even in Urbana, I had pretty good neighbors. So this all takes place probably in Florida, which... Yeah, what, what a surprise. Which, <laughs> I was going to say, which shouldn't surprise anybody. Even even in Swanee, Georgia, I had good neighbors. I really liked, okay? But it starts when Andrea and I moved down here to an apartment. And at two fucking o'clock, through the wall of our bedroom, he's playing, Dan, you're going to laugh, He's playing hip hop music that I can hear clearly through the wall at two o'clock in the morning. And it goes on for hours. Really? 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 And, you know, more, more than we, we talked about not even understanding uh, hip hop um, or rap 
lyrics, but there's a beat and you get that downbeat of a drum and it's at two o'clock in the morning and it's fucking annoying. And you complain and you complain and you complain and the guy says, okay, I won't do it anymore. And he does it. Fuck you. But then we move to this house specific. And I would tell you that I really have good neighbors next to me. They're helpful, they're friendly, uh, they're neighbors that you would want. And on either side of me, I've got two guys that are big and strong, and if I need them, they're there. But very good neighbors. But the neighbors across the way, who happen to be Hispanic and happen to have young children, decide that they're gonna have parties every Saturday night. And I can't begrudge them getting together with friends and family up until 10 o'clock outside. But I have a wife that gets up at 4.45 in the morning. And you're going to be out there at 11, 12, 1 o'clock, loud. You know, you turn on the air conditioner, you have the doors closed, you have the windows closed, and you can hear them laughing and screeching. And the kids are up at 1 o'clock in the morning screaming, fuck you. Okay? But we, go, we can go on. How about the neighbors, Josh and Dan, who walk their dogs and don't pick up the shit after them? Yeah, that's, you know? that's egregious. Yeah. And, and again, you want to piss me off. It's not only that. How many times have I walked? We have, in, in this neighborhood, we have shit stations where you can pull a bag and it's got a, a basket underneath it to throw. Uh -huh. How many times have I seen shit? underneath the basket not picked up are you kidding me are you yeah are you kidding me it's, it's the same in in my neighborhood too we got them all over the place and we have a big open kind of field where a lot of kids like to play and stuff and there's literally a station right in the in front of it on the sidewalk before you enter this big play area um, and half the time when Jay and I go over there to play baseball and set up his bases and he can run around and stuff, there's always at least one or two piles somewhere. I, I don't get it. And it pisses me off. I'll go one more. And I, I probably have other examples, but I'll go one more. I live on a lake and there is a very specific sign, one if not two, that say no fishing now. I don't like fishing, but that's not what this corner is all about. You can fish. I have no problem with you fishing. What I have a problem with are the parents, pay attention, that allow their kids out. And we're talking eight, nine, ten, with fishing rods who have no cognizance of their environment. They will haphazardly throw their line out when there are ducks swimming right where they're throwing their hook and I've seen a duck hooked and it's not fun same thing same kids hooking a fish and again if I see them fishing okay it's kind of harmless except when they catch a fish and they fucking torture it and here are these two kids who have caught this relatively big fish and are smashing it on the ground 
What the fuck? Bad neighbors. And, you know, the kids are kids. But where are the parents in all of this? Where is the, the sense of, of morality here? Um, right from wrong. You want to catch it and release it? I can do it. Because none of these fish are edible fish. You want to go to a lake and you want to fish and you catch a trout and you decide you want to cook it and eat it? I'm all for that. But not to throw it back, but just to torture it and leave it on the ground. Or to hook a turtle and let the hook stay in their mouth and cut the line pisses me off. Bad neighbors. Fucking neighbors. Get your acts together. Fuck you. Yeah, I think everyone has had a bad neighbor story here or there. Uh, I have one specific... Uh, but you mentioned Yardley, so I'll throw out the neighbors behind us who I was friends with, who had four little mini pincers that they would just let out and yap for hours. Yeah, dog hours. barking, not addressing the dog barking constantly is a is another one. For okay, this category yes, for sure. good, good call. Yeah. And and so my story comes from our last Wichita apartment that we were living in. We had uh, literally our next door neighbors would. I I think it was the girlfriend who would basically live there, but um, stayed over a bunch and would just let the door slam. And at this point, you know, we have a, a two, three-year-old Jameson and we have newborn Ashlyn towards the end of that. And you're slamming your fucking door. Like it's not hard to close a door gently. Even when we were, we were conscious of it, you know, even when you have hands filled with groceries, cause we lived on the middle level. Um, it was still, let's make sure the door doesn't slam and make sure Jameson doesn't slam the door because it shakes all of the apartments. It's very loud. Um, on top of that, they got these new two puppies or dogs that constantly barked that they did nothing about any little sound would trigger these dogs to the point where it drove Charlotte nuts and would make her neurotic that she thought something was wrong. And I think it was the same neighbors, but it may have been somewhere else is weed and smoking weed in a, in an apartment where, you know, there are thin walls. Cause if we can hear you, you can probably hear Jameson screaming sometimes. And the, the scent would just seep through. Um, we'd be in our apartment starting to smell. I don't know if it was the vents and it was somehow coming through. We would smell it all the time. And it's like, okay, do it. Go, go out on your porch. All of our apartments had porch. Go out and do it on your porch real quick. If you need to, don't do it inside where it's going to come in and affect me and my family and my house as well. Yeah. And, and it's a good call with the barking, Josh, that too, incessant and annoying bad neighbors they should all die thank you yeah i've got two but the the weirdest one which i don't think falls into a set category that many people have to deal with but we uh in baltimore lived a couple houses down from a guy who was just kind of paranoid and he would come over and check our mailbox because he thought we were stealing his mail so every day or two he'd come over peek into our mailbox take all the mail out rifle through it he was always sitting in the front staring out at the uh, window, just being uh, the neighborhood. And I think that maybe falls into the, like the, you know, the people with nothing better to do than just kind of like be gossipy in the neighborhood and, and nitpick little things and, and all of that sort of stuff. But 
that was that was really wild. Yeah, and uh, and illegal. Well, yeah, yeah, that was a it was a whole thing. He, I'm pretty sure he had like a situation one of those like his mom was dead, but like still dressed up and sitting in the rocking chair yeah. in the corner. <laughs> so there were some things we didn't really want to get involved with there, but okay. All right, fair enough. Um, bad neighbors, inconsiderate neighbors. I think, like I said, everyone's probably had to deal with it one way or another, and you, you just kind of got to deal with it in some aspects and and try not to let it ruin your life. Um, I thought of this topic that we're going to get into. It was, what, maybe a month or two ago when uh Djokovic won the US Open I think he won the US Open yes um and became the the most winning grand slam male ever mm-hmm. um and it got me thinking about goats um uh, greatest of all times throughout all sports like does and and it it can be a, a wide range that we can kind of get into with this topic in goats um you know because he won he now holds the most grand slams uh, does that make him the goat? Is is he the greatest of all time? Is he the best winner of all time? Is that different? Uh, what ties into a goat? And for for any sport, uh, how do you measure or what's the measuring stick to determine who the goat is? Can there be different goats within the same sport by era or position? Um you know, it is the most winning, most championships classified. You are way overthinking this. Well, no, it, it, because I think you could ask any person off the street who follows sports. And if you ask 10 of these people, you'd probably come up with five or six different answers depending on the sport. Which is fine. But, but the definition in and of itself is it, period. It's not greatest defensive player it's not greatest shortstop it's the greatest of all time in a sport period pick one okay but how do you how do you measure and how do you compare a defensive football player to an offensive football player how do you compare the two his skill in playing his position his his impact on the game well okay so so let's start here then who is the goat, because I mentioned tennis, who's the goat in male and female tennis? I think, I think for me, there's only one undisputed goat in all. Of sport. I would have to think about this a little bit, but I think there's only one undisputed goat in any major sport. I agree with you. And it's Wayne Gretzky. I agree with By you. By a magnitude of 33%, he has more points and any measure that you could possibly measure a greatest of all time in. He is by far in a way the best in that sport. I agree with that. And, I agree. You know, 100%. with the exception of maybe a, a crazy Penn fan who thinks Lemieux fits into that box because his career was cut short and whatever else. That's, that's the overwhelming answer in that, uh, in that sport. I, I agree. I think your nuance is valid in coming up with some definitions here. I think dad, you're, like within the definition of all time, you can't do a goat of a different era that by definition does not fit into what we're trying to accomplish here. But I do think you could break it down offense, defense. I think you could have a greatest quarterback of all time, 
which is different than the conversation of greatest football player of all time, which is different than the greatest defensive player. I think you could break it down like that. But if you're talking about full on sports, uh, I think Serena Williams is a pretty close unanimous goat in women's tennis, despite all of the other women who have dominated the sport for short periods of time. What she's done at the different ages that she's done it, for me, pretty much a no, no brainer there. I agree as well with Serena, and she was the one I really came up with for female tennis. But I'll I'll ask my question again: Who's the goat in male tennis? Rod Laver. Josh. Uh, not not a shot in hell that that's the correct answer. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Because for me, and and I think part of it for me as well, especially since it's Djokovic who has the most championships, comes down to competition too. Because I don't think Djokovic has played to the level of competition that Federer did, that Nadal has, because they had to go through each other constantly to still get 22, 23 championships each. And Sampras had a ton of people who had to he had to fight through that were all at the top of their game. And is Djokovic playing to the same level of competition that, okay, he's got 24, but he's far and away the most dominant of this current era of tennis? Well, let's, let, you've got to put um, personality into this also, I think, uh, because we're all biased and we're all going to be biased. There is no way in hell I will ever say that Djokovic is the greatest tennis player of all time because I hate his fucking guts. And I would pick Federer or Nadal or Sampras or McEnroe or Connors or Laver way before him because he's an asshole and he doesn't deserve to be a goat anywhere. I think that's valid criteria for your own personal goat a little bit. I think at some point you need to take that out. If Wayne Gretzky was an asshole, he's still the greatest hockey player of all time. Yes. But when it is close like that, I think that's a valid criteria. I looking at this list. So Djokovic, most grand slams for a man of all time. It's close. Uh, He's one ahead of Nadal. He's three ahead of Federer. When I'm looking at the most titles ever won, Jimmy Connors, 109, that's the most. Roger Federer, second. I think the competition is key. I, I think if I had to pick the eight, I would go Roger Federer. But again, like that's the era I've lived through, right? Like That's going to be a big factor yeah. here, too. Uh, right. Dad, you've seen a lot more tennis than, than either of us. Well, have. And I, I say Rod Laver, and, and partially you haven't seen him. You never saw him play. And he was in the era where he turned pro after winning every, well, the Grand Slam twice and and going up against good competition. But then he turned pro and he was excluded from all the major championships. So he couldn't play in the Open because they were all amateurs. And he went on for the rest of his career, not being able to be in any of them, or you might have seen a difference from a standpoint of dominating the competition around him, which was good. I always thought he was the best tennis player I ever saw, but if I'm picking honestly a goat, I would pick Federer. Okay. So let's, let's switch to a sport that we all I think love the Willie most Mays. and, and Willie Mays. Oh, well, I knew Mays. you would I there knew you would say sports. Willie Mays. There are two sports where I think this conversation 
gets the most debate and it's really basketball nice. and baseball. Nice. Right. Basketball and baseball. And so, so my question for baseball, because I knew dad would say Willie Mays, uh, I, you know, you can throw out a Ruth, a Ty Cobb, a Honus Wagner, uh, you know, so many other legendary players. Yeah. Um, can you take into consideration having a goat pitcher and then a goat fielder slash hitter slash you can, I think you have to, I think it's in like in hockey, you can't Gretzky's the best, but like, there's no comparing him to, you have to pick a bet, a goat goalie too, right? Like the position is so different in, in basketball. All the positions are essentially the same. Everyone's expected to do the same things on Josh. Here's, here's, here's a rebuttal on that. And, and only because I'm sitting here thinking, I have followed hockey longer than you and probably as intense as you, and uh, there is no intensity there. If you ask me who the greatest goalie of all time was, I don't know. I couldn't come up with a name of a goalie that, I, I, I mean, it just doesn't hit my mind. But well, you could for a pitcher. The greatest it's Patrick Wall, right? Name, Josh, hit you right in the face. I, I I had I had three goalies that hit me right in the head. That's valid. I didn't. You, I, I agree with that. I I didn't. I could think of five or seven, but I I couldn't put them in any particular. You know, Rodor and Wah, and I I couldn't order them like right. I could with a pitcher probably. When I think goat, and immediately Nolan Ryan, Randy Johnson, Cy Young, like names pop into my head very fast for that. Right. Right. And I agree with that. That's why. You know, I don't know that you're going to you're going to to nail down hockey by position. You That's can, true. you can, but but well, let's talk greatest of all time and and let's have it pop so that I'll go with that maybe a defense offense player in football and a sure. pitcher and a hitter in baseball. With basketball, you know, do you want to do positions? No, no. you want to pick one yeah. guy and do it and and that's what we so, can do so so obviously yours is willie mays hitting wise for baseball who's your pitcher cy young it has to be right the award is named after him it has to be no not to be fair and 11 wins and you know josh is sitting there saying yeah but it was a different era and uh, yeah but, well that, but, that's where competition comes in too though because okay. a lot of these got babe ruth never played against the greatest at the time because the great some of the greatest players at the time were banned from playing in the major league baseball 511 wins well Mike i agree dropped. with you Cy young Mike drop i do like making the argument that you can't pick anyone in baseball before baseball was integrated. I think that's a really interesting argument to make that you can't have a goat in that sport until the Negro leagues were integrated into baseball in 1947. And so it's got to come after that. Now it, you can't, you, somebody says, Willie Mays, it's impossible to argue around that. He right. is one of three players all time to have 3000 hits, a 300 lifetime average and 500 home runs. So only three players of all time fit that. If you dive into the stats a little bit, Hank Aaron, one of the others, I think you could consider as the greatest of all time. Um, but I think it's hard to argue, Willie. Well, put, put defense could, into that as well. Sure. He was well, much better oh, than Hank. And if you flip over to the pitching side, what about Mariano Rivera? How do you consider a closer against all these great starters? Because he's, he's closed 600 and whatever games, holds the record, 
has a crazy low ERA for his career, won multiple championships. Yeah, you know, they've got some stats now to help kind of clear this up, right? Um, war, right? These stats that uh, that essentially take your position and take all of these things into consideration and say, how many games did you win above what the average player would do? According to this list, Babe Ruth, Walter Johnson, Cy Young, Barry Bonds, and Willie Mays are top five. And hard to, hard to really argue your way out of any of those guys. I, and I agree with you. I, you know... To me, Willie Mays, because he is who he is to me. But but I won't, as much as I was forceful at the beginning, uh, you know, you can't consider about Willie Mays. Willie, you know, you, you can't deny Babe Ruth. You can't deny a Hank Aaron. I, I can't, you know, I make them two and three. Right. But... You know, so, I think we might be we might be going overboard in this. We could probably spend two hours doing this. But what you wanted to do, Dan, really, uh, to net it out, because otherwise it's going to be three hours, is who do we think is the greatest in the major sports, mm-hmm. and go with that. Well, well, and that's why you know football we could probably do pretty easily. I think most of us would probably say Tom Brady and. Lawrence Taylor. I don't know about the yeah. defensive side. I think that's a good. I think that's a good one to go with. You could go with. Uh, he just died today. R.I.P. Dick Buckus. Yeah, uh, I think Tom Brady is a hard one to argue against based on championships. Uh, the last thing. But I again, say, if yeah, but Dad, I Dad said Dad said you got to take his personality in, well, and no, we all fucking hate him as I, New York fans. He's not the greatest quarterback that ever played the game. He's the most successful. But if you look at all the teams that he had in New England, he wasn't the one that dominated the stats and dominated the winning. He so was who's your goat? Quarterback. So who's your goat? Well, I can go backwards. I think Joe Montana probably is. But you can go back to Elway or Johnny Unitas, who you never saw, who was dominant as a quarterback in his era. Um, I happen to like Montana. It can be argued, um, but I'm not sure it's Brady. I would do Montana first. I would do Unitas before him. I would probably do Elway before him. Elway, who never won a championship, but could have been. Elway won a championship. Marino never won a championship. Okay, but I would put all of them before Brady as being the greatest of all time. Although then you have the running backs. Walter Payton, Emmett Smith. It's hard when those positions are so different and you're getting limited touches. It's it's sure. a lot easier in a in a baseball when everyone's getting essentially the same number of at bats, or a basketball when you're just you know you're playing the same game essentially. Okay, so go to basketball. We I think we yeah. agree mm-hmm. on Gretzky. Who in basketball? And and there are probably four in my mind. That Name we, your four. I wrote four names down. Name your four. My four obviously, is Michael Michael Jordan, LeBron James, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Will Chamberlain. That's my top four, too, I think. Not Bill Russell? No. Again, Bill Russell... Because championships... Part, part and parcel not... of the, the Brady thing. He had such a great team around him that that he happened to be the center for 11 seasons... 
He was not the best center. Will Chamberlain was much better than he, as was Kareem. Much so pick your goat. Who is it? Jordan. Josh? LeBron. See, I think I'd go LeBron too. I don't know that because with Jordan, I would argue Jordan might be the most clutch player. And well, he's, he's number two hands down. And maybe it's era biased. And that's why I threw out era as a, can you have different era goats? Have you, because LeBron ever, is far and away. Has, has LeBron ever scored 100 points and 50 rebounds and averaged 40 rebounds a season? No, but Michael Jordan hasn't done that either. That's true. Uh, but that's why I can throw Wilt out there. Um, I Look, I'm not, I'm not staunch on, on uh, Jordan. I, I happen to agree with both of you. Um, LeBron is certainly, to me, uh, but there's the, there's the debate. I can't come up with a goat in basketball because it's so close. I think that's where you have to just, like, it's fun having these arguments for a while and going back and forth on stats and making your case. But ultimately, if somebody's going to say one of those four people, you have to, like, you have to let them yeah. accept that as Same their Same thing with the baseball. Yeah. If you're going to say Babe Ruth over Willie Mays, I'm not going to argue with you, you know. I want to do – quickly, I want to do two more sports real quick. Golf. Jack Nicklaus. I think there's a potential for something that we haven't talked about yet, which is like impact on the game itself. Tiger and, Woods. And, and I think that is a valid yeah. measure – to include in a goat, and I think if you are including that, uh, it is Tiger Woods. Well, what's yeah. interesting, Josh, is is I would say that Tiger Woods is the goat, but but somehow I would say that Jack Nicholas was the best player ever to play the game. He might He's got the most championships. There. Is there a different thing there? Can that be? Well, that's, that, that, I know what you're saying. I don't. I think that is. I think it's literally the same thing. But I know the the sentiment you're getting at there. It's, it's the the discussion of most valuable player versus best player, yeah. right? That's kind of what we're talking about with that. Yes, okay. Uh, but I think we'll all agree that it's Tiger Woods. Okay, and the last one is uh, – it's a large, large group, but I threw out the Olympics. Is there a GOAT of the Olympics, or do you have to break it down by sport? Well, you break it down by medals won. There's a pretty clear metric for the Olympics there that there really aren't like that's the that's the factor. But I'll tell you what I think as a I, I think you can go men and women because there's a clear one for each of those for me, and sure. it's Michael Phelps and it's Simone Biles. What about Usain Bolt? No, that dude tore up Being track and fastest, field he's for like man of 12 all time. years. He's the fastest man of all time. I think that's a, it's a, it's an argument that's worth having. What about Carl Lewis? Jesse Owens. Great. You could throw but names out for sure. Most medals. I like going most medals. I, I'm pretty sure it's Michael Phelps. I would agree with you. I would agree okay. with you. That's what I had too. I think, I think if, uh, if she keeps swimming the way she does, Katie Ledecky's going to pass him. She started young enough at 15, winning gold medals. How about soccer? Just soccer, the goat in soccer? Yeah. Because there are three names that come to mind. Yeah, four probably. Okay. There's 
there's Pelé, there's Maradona, there's Messi. I don't know who your fourth is, Josh. Ronaldo, Christian Ronaldo. Well, greatest of all time, I don't think so. I think well, the I stats, to... I don't know soccer that well, but I think the stats compared him head-to-head with Messi are pretty close. Okay, that's valid. You know, you know what have you done for me lately? And, and therefore you have to pick Messi, but, and I happen to like him. Again, personality as a choice. Ronaldo's got more goals. Messi's got more assists, but it's pretty incredible uh, watching what Messi did in the World Cup and then jumping over to the U.S. and watching him just, just immediately turn the worst team in the MLS around to being a, a, a team that hasn't lost with him in the lineup is pretty cool. Yeah, it's been, yeah. been fun. It's been fun. Okay. All right, let's wrap this shit up. I got places to be. Okay. I, I, want, <laughs> I just want to mention two quick things, and then you can wrap it up. Um, going, Harkening back to episode one, there's no question in my mind, Dan, that love Sorry. actually is in my top ten, <laughs> and we'll throw out Belle Isle. I saw it today, and there's no question that if I had ten movies to watch, that is one of them. It's a the little early thing, for Christmas movies. The other thing is something you mentioned, and Josh, we were talking about this pod, this specific podcast. And if I have to be honest, I think that there are three people that listen to this podcast. I have friends who listen to one or two. Some have listened to three. Harold listened to four. But for the most part, no one's listening to this. But Dan had mentioned, and and it hit me in the head, Grandpa is going to be dead and buried or burnt. And you're going to have a record of Grandpa. Literally a a verbal journal, if you will, of things that Grandpa specifically, or in your case, ultimately, your kids are going to listen to and get a feel for who the person was. And it's going to be a legacy. And I kind of, that really hit me hard, that it's true that at some point, these kids are going to listen to the archive. Of course they are. Sure. And and be struck by hearing grandpa's voice. I don't know what my grandpa's voice was. You can't remember yours per se. No, not really. Well, on that note, and I hadn't considered that, and I think that's a, a beautiful point to make. Uh, I have two things. One, I'm really going to have to edit out the uh, racist rap rant that you went on last week. We're going to have to skip <laughs> Skip that segment for sure. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't racist. It re- it was not had nothing to do with black or white. It really. Uh, you only named white rappers as the white rappers you like. Coincidence. It was right. coincidence. I swear to God. Look, I would these, no hold it. These two great neighbors <laughs> that I have on either side. They're black. Yeah, that's what a racist yeah. person would say. I've got two black friends. <laughs> uh, regardless of that. I would potentially, knowing that that is ultimately and ultimately like one of the things that is actually going to come of this podcast, unless somebody picks this up and you guys make it big and, and who knows, I would, I would consider at some point maybe turning the curmudgeon corner into Dan asking or, you know, coming up with something from your yeah. life or history or storytelling or something to replace 
that so that we don't just see you as the old curmudgeon man, but somebody with some legitimate things. To say. Oh, and that, I like that. I like that. Yeah, we we've talked about that too because he can only bitch about so many things I, I in such a little time. Thing, to be honest, I don't so, have a curmudgeon corner for the next podcasts. So yeah, it could be a storytelling of sorts that that yeah. I can come up with to embellish my life or, and or even your lives. You know, we could make it relevant and, uh, you know, it would be fun to get your perspective on things like, you know, Halloween's coming up. Um, you know, I always remember for Halloween, mom would stay home and give out candy, but you always walked with us. Um, and and it, for us over the, like last year and and certainly this year, all four of us are going to walk. We're, we're going to get dressed up. We're going to do costumes, but it would be really cool to hear your perspective on on the Halloween and walking with us and dressed up in candy and all of that. Okay, next Indiana week. Jones costume. I think that's I think that's a really good direction to go next. Is you, you're going to have Halloween and you're going to have Christmas and you're going to have the fall and and Thanksgiving with my family. Yeah, for right. sure. Um, all of that good stuff. I can talk about Thanksgivings and history. Yeah, we could do yeah. that. That'll work. That'll work, Josh. Cool. Yes, great suggestion. Uh, and we want to hear your thoughts. Send us an email at dudesuppodcast. I'm already on the podcast, so do you still want to hear my thoughts? Or Oh, that's for other people. For other people. You want to hear that? For other people, not yeah, you. Yeah, I don't give a shit about you. Send us an email if you want. She might be. Sure, sure, sure. You're, you're one of the three listeners dad mentioned. There's another dude or girl up in Canada somewhere, which is cool. Um, but yeah, yeah we want to hear your thoughts. So send us an email, follow us on Instagram at dudes up podcast. Uh, let us know what you thought about the podcast today with Josh on uh, my top five goats. Who's your goat in the sports um, and really anything else. Dad's getting sick and tired of curmudgeoning about shit. So maybe we'll switch that up. Yeah. We'll do a memory memory corner of sorts. We'll come up with, yeah, we'll, we'll come up with a name for something. Peter's, storytelling time or something grandpa yeah, it's gonna it's gonna need to be better than that and also the stories are gonna need to be better than the one we started with about the uh the plumbing incident fest. <laughs> dan i'm gonna make this podcast very succinctly beaniepodcast.com for our first three season recap uh excellent contest uh excellent content there dan yeah when, when's more coming this dan time, we're done Dan. <laughs> yes, Dan, sir. You're my favorite son. Thank you. Yeah. I knew that. All right. Uh, anything else, guys. Josh? Yeah. Thanks for joining. I'm sure we'll have you back at some point. Thank you, Josh. Um, maybe when we all get together in five weeks. Well, live last in when person this airs, recording. But, and, and kind of do all of us, right? We get Jamie and, and Chelsea in here and we'll... I'll just kind of shoot the shit about Get Jameson stuff. in, see what he's got to say. Oh yeah. Well, we already got Ashlyn in. If you've been listening, she's snuck her way into the oh, podcast. So. Cool. Great All guys. Right, All right. Hey guys. Sir. I'll see you when I see you. Ladies gators. Doyle rules. Doyle rules. Doyle rules. Doyle rules. Doyle rules.